And welcome back to the Engage A podcast here on a beautiful Wednesday night. News just broke. Guess who it is? Of course, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is leaving for the NFL, going to coach Los Angeles Chargers. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't really follow the NFL that much. Um, Justin Herbert is going to be able to work with definitely some older talent on that team. Probably going to need a little bit of rebuilding. But nonetheless, nonetheless, probably will draft Roman Wilson to the team, be one of the slot receivers for them. You know, it's kind of funny uh, to get a little bit off topic before we really address, you know, what does this really mean for Michigan football? You know, the legacy that Jim Harbaugh had at Michigan and Robbie would be able to tell you everything, you know, that has happened because that man is the hardest, like most diehard Michigan fan that I probably know. He follows them more than anything. You know, Robbie, like if he could leave, live as a Michigan football fan, make like a certain amount of money a year just being a fan of Michigan, he would totally do it. He would do it every day of the week. I mean, who wouldn't be a fan of a team making money for it? But uh, <laughs> regardless, uh, no, Robbie is a very passionate fan. And we plan on recording an episode on Sunday after, you know, obviously the Lions the 49ers play. We plan on recording an episode, getting that out. You know, we want to talk some transfer portal stuff, obviously stuff with the coach at Carousel and, you know, now with this happening and, Hopefully, <clears throat> the job's got to stay open for seven days, according to Michigan State law. So whether they're going to promote Sharon Moore as the offensive coordinator or they want to do a national coach search, that's up to the administration, up to the directors, boosters. I believe it would be Sharon Moore. Um, <laughs> if, uh, considering you beat Ohio State and Penn State, I mean, those are the two best teams in the Big Ten over the course of like the last – Two years, I'd say, maybe three. Mixing Michigan State there. Um, yeah, I think Sharon should be the guy. I really do. He did everything that he was asked to do, you know, when Harbaugh was not with the team, and he held it together and brought some big moments with him as well. Obviously, you know, we played the interview back when whatever what week did they play Penn State? Was it week twelve? Yeah, week twelve, week eleven. We played the interview that he had with uh, Fox that had to get a. Uh, had to get cut out because it was a very emotional interview. But, I mean, he just won a big game on the road. Couldn't ask for anything more. All right, before we get into what I have to say about the departure, and this is filmed terribly, so please roast Robbie for this because it's halfway. Whatever. Uh, we're going to show what Robbie has to say. Robbie wasn't able to make it. He's doing some stuff with his work and this is why we plan on recording Sunday. We didn't think this was going to happen today. We thought maybe over the weekend we could get to it on Sunday. No, it has to happen Wednesday at like six o'clock. So this is what Mr. Elliot had to say. Gay J podcast. What is up? It is Robbie Elliot. And it is a sad day for all of you engage eight faithfuls. You know, I am the, uh, one of the biggest Michigan fans. Love this university. Have been reveling just in the glory that is that comes with being a fan of a national championship team. Now, today's a sad day. Um, watching Jim Harbaugh depart. It is sad because, you know, he uh he's a legend. He's a legend forever, and so he's sad to see legends go. However, am I upset that he is going out this way? Absolutely not. A Michigan legend des deserves a departure the way Harbaugh is getting it. He's leaving a national championship or national champion. 
he's also there's, there's nothing bad you can say about the man now um he did what he needed to do. This is why he came to Michigan, and uh, he stayed, and he was a champion. Now, as for what I think is going to happen in the future, it's simple. Michigan's going to hire the man that beat Ohio State, that beat Penn State, <clears throat> and ultimately is a big part of the reason why this team was in the position that they were this year. Mr. Sharon Moore, I know it is not official, but it is unofficially official. I'm so excited to watch what you have to do as the next head coach of the Michigan Wolverines in Ohio State. If you think that you're just winning the offseason because, you know, we've had a ton of guys to clear for the draft. We haven't been hitting the portal, and we just lost our head coach. If I remember correctly, Sharon Moore beat you. He is the head coach that beat you. So have fun next year, Buckeyes. And go blue forever. So obviously, Robbie's a very passionate fan. Great message from him. I wouldn't want to hear it any other differently from a Michigan fan. He talks about Ohio State. We'll get into that. We'll get into you know more of the business that they've been doing, obviously, with Julian Sand coming in and just all of this craziness that is happening. And apparently, they're spending $13 million, which I wanted to talk about with Robbie. But now that I'm here, I might as well bring it up. Uh, no. But um. <laughs> So what does Jim Harbaugh leave me, leaving mean for Michigan football, right? Obviously, you know, this is a guy that really wanted to be the successor of Michigan, obviously playing quarterback there. And ironically enough, he played quarterback with the Chargers too. But that's besides the point, as you'll see in the thumbnail when you click on the video and leave a like and subscribe as well because the Engage A podcast wants to make 2024 our year. And we only can make that more happen or we can make that happen with your support. So – Leave a like, subscribe, do all the things that you should already be doing. So why not already do it? Be a part of it. Better now than never. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but what, what I'm going to get back to is Jim Harbaugh leaving. Obviously having an 89-25 and record at Michigan. I, it was not beautiful from the start. If you remember in that 2020 COVID season, you know, they played that game against Ohio State. He should be gone. He should be gone and probably never. People were wanting him gone. People that were like, I don't know if he's the guy. Maybe Michigan football needs someone else, which Michigan's actually a way harder place to play or I guess succeed at than you'd really think. Like it's not as easy as like Texas or Alabama. Michigan has academic standards. And yes, it's very important to get a player with like, you know, high GPA. And like, you know, obviously that means they're attentive and they're doing the right stuff. They're going to class. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing also on the field, off the field etc. Like that's what you want. But Michigan is a academic school and it's not the easiest place to recruit. You don't get a ton of guys from the South. You don't get this, you don't get that. And something that I thought of really, and I was listening to something about Ohio state earlier with one of the Ohio state beat guys, Ohio state and teams like Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, you know, all 85 guys on the roster are probably better than or more deeper than Michigan's. But Michigan's top 35, arguably just as good or as better, right? Like top 30 guys on the roster, the guys that are going to get significant playing time, playing in the games like the national championship, you know, Big Ten title games, games like Ohio State, Penn State, like those guys that are getting significant amount of playing time and being added into these rotations, whether it's on the D-line or the receiving room or they're switching offensive line around if a guy needs a break, all – 
all of that. Like those guys on Michigan this season were just as good as about anyone else. And it might be like that next year. They're returning a lot of guys on defense. They don't lose all that much. I saw something about the All-American Dream Team from On3. I think it was an ESPN article. They got two guys in the secondary that are going to be legit coming back, and Will Johnson and obviously Rod Moore. So, Mason Graham, uh, Kenneth Grant, like Josiah Stewart, like a lot of those guys coming back really mean a lot to this team. And, you know, they got guys in depth as well. Like they got depth. They got guys that are going to be ready by next season. They might – I haven't hit this winter portal window too heavily. Um, I believe that they're going to really kill it in the spring guys that, you know, are not seeing a significant role or they're like, Oh, I'm a lot better than where I'm playing like a group five kid or small power five, like Ladarius Henderson, at Arizona state transfers over phenomenal at Michigan. Like you couldn't ask for anything better. So Josiah Stewart, Coastal Carolina. It's like, go play in Michigan, Ernest Hoffman, Nebraska. Like all these guys, there's there's a lot of these guys that are not getting the opportunity that they believe they deserve. Deserve, and Michigan kind of provides them that place. They're kind of that branch. Like we could develop you into the player you want to be as long as you're willing to put in the work and you could play on the field and potentially go to the college football playoff and win a national championship. Like that is the transfer portal pitch, right there. That is what it is, and it works because obviously, if you haven't seen the success of Michigan last three seasons under Coach Harbaugh. Three Big Ten titles, national championship, three college football playoff appearances. The way he ended is what he 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 went out on top. He literally went out on top being the national champion. And it was either leave Michigan. I, I feel like he feel like what he wanted to accomplish at Michigan. He won the national title. He's not hungry for more. He's not like, oh, I need to keep getting more and more and more. He still hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's gone to the Super Bowl game. He hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. So he believes he can do that with the Chargers. Chargers have a quarterback of the future for a very long time. You know, he's good with talent. Like, was J.J. McCarthy, McCarthy utilized in the way that we want him to be utilized? No. But guess what? He used J.J. McCarthy's talent and ability into the way for them to be national title team. Like, he's a great assessor of talent. I don't think people realize that. Like, he's not looking for the guys that are like, oh, five-star, five-star this, five-star that, five-star this. No, he's one of the guys that are willing to work and willing to get better and improve. Jim Harbaugh will get the most out of your players. He will get them to develop the best they can be. Even when Michigan wasn't, you know, this national powerhouse team, there's guys that were really good on those Michigan teams in the te late teens, like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Oh, oh, my God, I'm going to – Jabril Peppers. Like Jake Butt, great player. Like, there's a lot of these guys that, you know, Michigan's just been putting guys in the NFL and been producing a lot of high-level talent at the college level. And, you know, that 2021 team, I mean, David Ajabo, Aiden Hutchinson, like, those guys were great as well. Like, he is a great guy at recognizing talent, and he is able to do the best with the talent he's got. And, obviously, you know, is Jesse Minner going with them? Because if Jesse Minner goes with them, I think that might be a little bit of a game-changer on what might happen with this defense that's supposedly allowed to return. But also, you're going to be going with Sharon Moore. I'm assuming you're going to make an in-house hire at defensive coordinator, not really looking from the outside. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I mean, would it make sense to do a national hire? Like, would it? Who who would be better? Unless you're getting Urban Meyer, because that would be hilarious. That's not happening, guys. 
Uh, I also made a tweet. I was looking through my mentions on uh, Twitter, and I found something about uh, Ryan Deshapol, Kevin Durant. If you don't know who Kevin Durant is, first of all, you're probably living under a rock or you've just never watched a minute of basketball in your life. Remember Kevin Durant lost to the Golden State Warriors after they blew a 3-1 lead in the conference finals. I want to say it was 20, it was 2016. I'm a huge Thunder fan. Uh, Russell Westbrook's my favorite NBA player of all time, just for a little bit of context to this. But I remember specifically Kevin Durant blew a 3-1 lead to Golden State, which ironically they blew a 3-1 lead in the NBA finals in 2016. And then he was like waiting this decision, taking a lot of meetings with different teams, Thunder, Spurs. I think Clippers. There's a lot of teams, Knicks. And then on, I remember on 4th of July, because I remember getting the notification on my phone. Meanwhile, I'm probably like, what? That was 2016. So I was like 13 years old, 14. Uh, and I saw that. I'm like, really? Really? And then obviously the rest of history wins two NBA championships. And now he's in Phoenix. Anyways, besides the point, <coughs> the uh, comparison I'm trying to make is, should Ryan Day, after all spending this $13 million in the portal, that's not. Maybe I, I think what it really is is that Ohio State is spending $13 million as a total in their NIL collective with all these guys that are staying and everything. Like That seems more reasonable, especially with two recruiting wins as well, the D-tackle, and then I can't remember his name, and then obviously Jeremiah Smith, the receiver. Like you might not need to tame those guys. You got Ibuka, Tyleek Williams, Denzel Burke, Jack Sawyer, Travion Henderson, like all these guys coming back, Donovan Jackson. Like you need money to keep those guys as well. I don't think Will Howard really would have cost that much for you. I mean, you were competing with USC and like, I mean, we saw how Miller Moss played in that bowl game. Like, I think it's pretty apparent that if he has weapons to throw to, I think they'll be all right. If they want to go after someone in the spring window, like I say, Noah Fafita is really not happy with actually the situation at Arizona and him and McMillan get a bag and want to go to USC. Yeah, obviously they're going to offer that kid money. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think McMillan – and shout-out to Brett Brennan. That's a really good hire by Arizona to get the San Jose State coach. And obviously Jed Fish going to Washington. We have been here to talk about that. I think Jed Fish to Washington, I think will keep some stability. I think it will keep somewhat of a winning culture and not happen what happened with Jimmy Lake at Washington. So I think that's I think that's both pretty good hires. I mean, San Jose State's arguably like harder. Like the only jobs that are probably harder are like service academies and then like Stanford. Like it's really hard to win in San Jose State. But you're competing with a lot of teams in region. Really hard to go reach out to those kids from Texas. Like, oh, come move to California, come to San Jose State. Like, no, like it's a really hard job. Four out of five winning seasons. Like, that's a really good job by Brett Bennett, Brennan. And obviously now. Um, you know, he's at Arizona and he's got a really talented quarterback, a really talented receiver, arguably a pretty good defense. Although two D linemen just jumped in the portal. You don't have Jonah Coleman. He's going to Washington. You know, a lot of these guys are leaving. Uh, Jacob Cowling's going to the draft guy that was pretty successful last season in the receiving room. So what will happen? I don't know. We got to wait and see till next year. And obviously Arizona is going to be one of those teams that we're going to watch spring practice and their spring game on. And we're going to be like, Oh, okay. How do we assess this? How good do we think they'll be Move going into the big 12? Cause they can win the big 12 title this year. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. It's probably them, Utah, Kansas, and Kansas state. I'd put those as my four favorites right now. Maybe Oklahoma state. We'll see. They are retaining Ollie Gordon. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, 
but no, like what I'm saying is, is that all these coaching changes that have happened, a lot of them coming more recently. Like we had three significant coaching moves in about a week span. And now we got this one as well with obviously Saban retiring two weeks ago. And then, you know, DeVore, Fish, Brennan, and now uh, Harbaugh. So I know Robbie said that Sharon Moore is going to be that next head coach, right? But in a theoretical world or a hypothetical world, however you want to put it, that they don't hire Sharon Moore or Sharon Moore follows Jim Harbaugh to the NFL. Cause I, I know Kellen Moore is taking jobs. The chargers OC right now is taking jobs to be looking at a, another head coaching job. We'll see. Uh, if Sharon Moore and Jesse Minner follow him to the NFL, like who does Michigan replace it with? Brian Kelly's a really hot name. Robbie's mentioned to me multiple times. Like, like we lose Harbaugh and Sharon Moore does come back. This is the Robbie face, by the way. Good. Brian Kelly. So, uh no maybe maybe i don't know i think lsu's just probably as good of a job uh you just hire an offensive coordinator and you you have a bunch of talent leaving i guess so maybe if this is when you want to leave this one you want to lead you lose one of your important tackles uh if you want to get harold perkins to transfer to michigan god wouldn't that just be amazing uh i mean it's not that bad of a situation, I guess, for him if he wanted to leave. But I don't know. We'll see. Plus, you could probably get Nussmeyer or Walker Howard to transfer over, right? Like, that's, that's exactly what you want to do, maybe. I don't know. Wait, now, Walker Howard's not at LSU. What am I talking about? He's at Ole Miss. That's right, because he's behind Jackson Dart. That's a brain fart. Um, uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, you got Nussmeyer. Um, and you could also, in the recruiting world, uh, number one quarterback in 2025 class, Bryce Underwood is from Belleville, Michigan. I don't know if he's leaving or not. Uh, there's me and Robbie. I've been talking about this for a while. Cause not that we are a high school football podcast. Cause we're not, that's not what we're extremely passionate about. It's about the college game, but we follow recruiting and Bryce and, you know, I had the pleasure of my, my team getting torched by him in my freshman year. Uh, I think that game was like 49 to nine. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Obviously, one of the most talented kids, and I think he's coming back to Belleville. Um, but if you want to be Brian Kelly and you want to flip his commitment to Michigan, that's not going to be that hard. Um, Belleville and Ann Arbor are probably like a 20, 30-minute difference, if that. Uh, and you'd be able to get – Brian Kelly's a really good recruiter. If you've seen – Brian Kelly and Link Kiffin are probably the two SEC head coaches that get made most fun of because of like all the recruiting videos that they do and stuff. But he recruits. He recruits really hard. and. You know, he's going to have a lot of these guys. Uh, I don't know if you leave LSU, though, because you're keeping good offensive linemen. I know you lose Allen's Hurd to Tennessee, but I think you're still probably fine. The defense concerning, especially that secondary, because who are you going to throw out there? I have no idea. But you you got Harold Perkins. You can figure the rest out. Uh, that's going to be a team that's actually going to be really hard to assess uh, going into the spring and stuff. Definitely going to be a lot of guys that you want to see um, see play in the spring game and see what they really think that there are. And I know uh, there's a series, three, three, one of three stars better than a five star by Thad Boy. Check it out on TikTok, YouTube, wherever you want to see it. Uh, definitely, definitely worth the watch. It's, it's really entertaining. I've been on Thad Boy for – a while now i've been watching them since i was going into my junior year of high school so it's been about 
two and a half years. Uh, and he's a really entertaining content creator, and he definitely deserves the praise. So if you haven't checked him out already, go check out his stuff. Hilarious guy, hilarious guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just plugging people for free, I guess. Um, no, what I will say is that Brian Kelly, he could, he, he most definitely could. I think that's would be the only out of house hire that like Michigan would be like, oh, he's actually interested. Okay, we might not hire Shrummer because Brian Kelly's proven. I mean, pretty good at Notre Dame, pretty good at LSU. Why not? Why not? Right? Why not? Uh who else? Because I, I saw this article from the Athletic. I was like, mm. like Lance Leipold, he's not leaving Kansas. He's been rumored to like all these jobs. And I'm like, Yes, he is a very good coach. That's not something to disagree with. Uh, he's going to level Kansas, too. I just don't think if he was going to leave Kansas, it would be this year. You're returning Neil. You're returning Daniels. You got a lot of guys on defense that you're able to return. I don't see why you would want to, right? Like, Kansas is set up to be in a good position. They're one of the Big 12 favorites. They could win the Big 12. They could go to the college football playoff. I would – no, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <coughs> like, there's no reason to. Oh, sorry, dude. My throat's been um acting up. Uh, I mean, Chris Kleiman, yeah, he he's won national championships at North Dakota State. Do I mean I don't know? They're acting okay. They're saying can can they recruit at a top ten level? I don't know if you watched or saw recruiting. Uh, Michigan doesn't finish in the top 10 every year. Uh, they finish like top 15-ish. Like they're a top 25 team in recruiting, but they're not getting the the guys that are going to be like, oh, this is going to create a ton of buzz on Twitter. And, you know, we're going to get this big commitment from this guy and this guy and this guy. And we're going to have blah, blah, blah. Michigan doesn't do all that. They're not for the cameras. They're not, if you've seen everything, not for the hype. Not for the attention. They just want to play football, man. They want to play football and they want to have a good time. They have a really nice culture there. And obviously, if you hire Shrummer, that's what you want to do is keep that culture established. Matt Campbell, dude, he's been rumored for everything. I honestly don't know if he's ever going to leave Iowa State. I don't. I think if Ohio State were to come over and again, I think he would take that. About it. Uh, maybe take like, I don't know, is. I mean, mini EB Minnesota, but Iowa State might be a better job than Minnesota. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. I think Matt Campbell's fine at Iowa State. Iowa State's doing a fine job. Like, yeah, they're not – they were playing in a Big 12 championship game like three years ago, and I know they haven't been the greatest, but they've been solid. They've been consistent. They just played in a bowl game. Like, you're acting like this team is <coughs> terrible, and they got a young talent at running back too. Had a very uh, big game uh, last season. Luke Fickle, I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know why you'd leave Wisconsin after one season because you just got Tyler Van Dyke to transfer there and you're trying to work with Phil Longo and get something established. I know you lose Braylon Allen, but you got Mazzulli coming back. I don't know. I just don't see it. You also got Tyrell Henry coming. He's going to be a good receiver for you, hopefully, and a good returner. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see going anywhere outside of Sharon Moore. I don't know why you would. I couldn't really think of, like, any other candidates that'd be, like, willing to take this job, right? Because 
you got to have some Midwest experience. Kalen DeBoer would have been perfect for this job. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be completely honest with you. He would recruit at a little bit higher of a level, but the recruiting expectations wouldn't be like what they're going to be like at Alabama. Um, Yeah, I don't like, I think Sharon Moore is probably the best option here. Like, I'd say maybe Brian Kelly, but I don't think Kelly would honestly, I mean, he would recruit, recruit fine. He'd recruit fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what if Sark wants to take the job, which he's not because Texas arguably might be the best job that or Georgia. Uh, like there's no reason. I, I, I seriously believe that Terrell Moore, he's got the coaching experience there, but like, not just that, like, if you heard this guy talk, and I know he's only talked in cameras like a few amount of times, but the times he's talked, like it's been noticeable, it's been impactful, like people are watching. He knows what to say. Uh, my my only concern is will he ever let emotions get the best of him? Uh, he seems like that type of person, obviously, in that Penn State interview. But I think he's a very professional guy. I think he's a very professional head coach. He knows how to game plan. I think he'd honestly probably be a better recruiter than Harbaugh. He's not going to have to buy him a cheap. I'll chill. Uh, or have a sleepover. Um, yeah, Rick Harbaugh's a weird dude, but uh, can't negate anything he's done in his coaching career because, I mean, he's a national champion. Uh, I, yeah, I, I can't uh, <laughs> can't go wrong with you there. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't see why you would go anything else. Ron Moore's leader, and that's proven. And if he doesn't get the job there, Good luck. Good luck playing him somewhere where he goes in the Big Ten or SEC or Big 12. Takes a head coaching job there and does probably a damn good job because, yeah, I, I believe this is going to be the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got nothing else because there's no one leaving. Like, if no one's going to leave for the Alabama job, no one's probably going to leave for the Michigan job. That's just how it is. What I will say is is that, like Robbie said, Ohio State that that's gonna be a game next year. That is wow. Uh, Sharon Moore is, and Robbie already said that uh, Sharon Moore is gonna be the head coach, but he also didn't say Harbaugh was gonna leave in the first place. Uh so, uh and Robbie's been wrong before. As I buy, I've been wrong plenty of times, and you know that's the thing. That's the thing with all these talking heads. They don't want to ever admit what they're wrong. They only want to put out what they're right. I've been wrong plenty of times. I've had my rights, like the Louisville. We'll go back to that. That's that's one of the greatest takes that's ever been featured on this podcast. Um, Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like. Ohio State, you got to win next year. Um, this is, yeah, this is the topic I want to get into. I don't know why I had to pause and think about it for a second, but this is really the direction I want to go. Okay. So Ohio state is going to be reloaded, uh, reloaded and adding some more baggage. They, okay. This is how I want to put it. Ohio state. So you know how there's a salary cap in basketball, football, you know, all these professional sports, except baseball, baseball is weird. I don't know how it works. Uh, what Ohio State did is what a lot of these professional organizations that are trying to push for a championship, they went over the salary cap, got into the luxury tax, and they're trying to sell out because 
there's going to definitely be a penalty along the way with it. Now, there's no salary cap in NIL yet. Um, so maybe are they really going to lose out? I don't know. This is the year that if Ohio State wants to make the national championship, probably do it because they are going to lose a lot of talent next year. And while they do recruit at a very high level, it's going to be a young team and there's going to be a lot of frustration. It's going to be similar to that 2021 team with CJ Stroud, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. being a sophomore. Uh, I mean, you still had what Gary Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a frustrating defense too. Probably, uh, you'll have Caleb Downs, I guess, but like, you're going to lose a lot of your, you're going to lose three guys up front. You're gonna, uh, you might not lose that much linebackers. You'll probably have CJ Hicks. Hopefully let's go to the draft. Um, you'll lose styles probably. And then obviously you'll lose Burke and probably, oh, I can't say it. I'm not going to try to say it. Number one, Noah. Yeah. That's what I referred to as. Cause I haven't watched broadcast game of college football since the national championship. So I can't, uh, I want to say it's in the pocket. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I mean. Noah, that's what we'll refer to him as number one. Very good corner. You're going to lose a lot and it's going to be hard to reload that talent. It's going to be not necessarily in the sense, like you're getting also a lot of game experience back. Like Will Howard, that man in 2022, what an, Freaking Big 12 championship. Now, did they get routed by Alabama? Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but they were fine. Um, yeah, I mean, Kansas State was good. But, um, yeah, they had Avery Johnson. Avery Johnson's going to be a stud. That kid's, like, one of the most underlooked quarterbacks in the nation. And Kansas State's going to do good with him. And Will Howard spent his whole career that he's played in splitting time. He split time with Adrian Martinez. That year that they won the Big 12 championship. Now he was the starter at the end of the season because they figured out, oh wow, this kid's actually like kind of good. I don't think he's really a game game ma- difference maker. He's not a difference maker. He's not a game changer. He is a game manager. Uh he's a glorified game manager. I would say, you know, we're gonna use this term, Jag. I think he's a Jag plus. You don't know what Jag is, just an average guy. Uh like, I think he adds a little bit of value. I think he would probably be better than what the quarterback room is right now. Obviously, you have a whole offseason to develop. I wish Devin Brown would stay healthy because I seriously still have a lot of belief in the kid. Lincoln Kyle holds. He's a project. He is a guy that you need to sit for two years and eventually give him the keys and see what he can do. And I don't think if they're going to throw out Lincoln out there, you might as well throw away the season. I just don't think he's personally ready. And then obviously you're not going to throw out Aaron Nolan or Julian And that's another thing. If uh, these people on like message boards and Reddit and Twitter replies and Instagram, and you know, when they're doing their, when these college football shows do their mailbags and they're like, Oh yeah, we need, uh, you know, Nico, Viva, uh, Jackson Arnold. A lot of these guys need to start as fresh. No, they don't. No, they don't. They will have their careers cut short. Uh, they will be big disappointments. It, <coughs> uh, you can't just let these kids play as freshmen 90% of the time. There's the exceptions where it's okay. Like JJ, you know, him getting reps at Michigan just to be, you know, a different pace of quarterback and adding a different element to offense. Yes, that's that's fine. But you don't really see programs be successful when they start freshmen because 
They just don't have the experience. And they at least need a year. I seriously don't think there's a quarterback that is going to play right away as a freshman and be successful. Like, freshman redshirt, yeah, that's fine. You took a year off and you're ready to play. I just, I like, you cannot just give them the keys right away. And for anyone that suggests that, like, people thought that was going to happen with Arch Manning. Arch Manning needs development. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know he's got a perfect prospect rating. But watching his film, I'm not like, oh, yes, this is the number one quarterback. When I watch Nico, I'm like, yeah, that's a guy. When I watch Jackson Arnold, I'm like, yeah, that's a guy. I don't see that with Arch Manning. Not yet. Obviously, he's got all the tools to be developed into a great quarterback and potentially be a great draft prospect. Like, people are saying, oh, he's going to compete with Quinn Ewers to be the starting quarterback next season. Which, I mean, yeah, but I think Quinn Ewers is proven. Like, the guy's gotten a lot of Heisman hype. Like, he's a good quarterback. He could have gone to the draft and been, like, a third-round pick. And he didn't. He's staying, thank God. Uh, and Texas will be really good next year with, uh, obviously, getting the transfer portal acquisitions that they did, especially in the receiving room. Like, they just rebuilt that receiving room. They got Golden, Bolden, and Bond. Like, and they got – oh, God, what's his face coming back? Tight end. Oh, good or help. Gunnar Helms coming back at tight end, which he was in there a decent amount this season. And they do a decent job of keeping guys back on their defense, get a couple transfer portal acquisitions. They'll be good. Um, and I expect Xavier Watts to take a big step. And there's also a spring portal, guys. There is a spring portal. And and I'm just checking my phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a spring portal. And... That's going to matter. And I, you're like, dude, there's going to be a guy like Keon Coleman last year that's going to enter. And there's going to be other guys like Sakari Franklin. I know he wasn't really anything at Ole Miss because injuries and stuff. But, like, he was a big-time player at UTSA. I bet if he doesn't get hurt, he's a big-time player at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss just had a loaded receiver room, like Trey Watkins, Trey Harris, like a lot of studs. Pierkerson, you know, there's a lot of these guys where you're just like, oh, yeah, Ole Miss. And they've always had receivers, man. Um, Yeah. But when I'm back to what I was saying, like I just don't think there's a freshman that's ever gonna be ready to start. Like maybe one every like three cycles. Like I think the next quarterback that could is probably Underwood. I don't think there's a quarterback in this 2024 class that I'm like, ooh, I'm so excited. Like, no, I'm not. And I, it's just a realistic view at it. Like, there's just no freshman that's ready to play. But you guys keep crazy. Uh, you guys get a lot of attention. You get a lot of talking going. So good job on that. Um, yeah, I think there's Ohio State here. If they want to do it, they better do it. That's kind of how I thought about Michigan this year. I thought that if you don't do it, she knows a failure. Not a failure, just lack of uh, what's the word? Disappointed. I wouldn't say failure, just disappointed. Because you've been waiting to take that step for a couple of years now. And obviously they did a job. They did a job that they needed to do. Um, like they were the number two team ranked all season. Georgia lost the game in the SEC championship. And wow, I'm doing the best Nick Saban impression right now unintentionally. Uh <laughs> no, but uh yeah, Michigan did what they needed to do. Um, what does the future look like for Michigan? I think it's going to be – well, obviously, I want to see who the head coach is, but what I, if they do what I think they're going to do and retain Sharon Moore, 
I think they keep a lot of continuity on this team. I feel like you'll see a couple guys on defense if Minner leaves hit the portal. But, yeah, I mean, I think I don't – even with Harbaugh, I didn't expect them to be a top-four team, uh, being quite honest. I think they're going to be good. They also have a really hard schedule next year. Like, I would not be surprised to see four or five losses. Not because they're a bad team, but they're just playing so many great teams. I mean, they play Texas in week two. Um It'll be interesting. It will be. I really – I know they didn't get a transfer cor- transfer portal quarterback in this cycle or this window. Uh, I think they want to assess the talent in the spring game and then kind of go from there. I think that's really honestly what they should do because there's going to be plenty of good kids that are going to be like, oh, I'm the number two guy or I'm not going to get as much reps or I'm not going to be playing that much in the season as I'd like to be. And Michigan's one of those places, man, they'll get you. Once you learn that system – Get in that weight room, get on the field with those guys. It's a different culture, man. I really do believe that Michigan's going to be a successor going forward. I don't think we're going to see the downfall of Michigan. This isn't the last dance documentary. Now, if the NCAA, this is the other part, right? If the NCAA has big punishments for uh, for Michigan, we might see it. We might actually see it. Uh, that's something that's going to have to wait and come. And to be honest, I think that's one of the big reasons why Harbaugh left. Uh, He doesn't want to be a part of that. And I know they're trying to work and negotiate stuff in his contract because you could technically get punished for stuff, even if you still join a different league. Um, Like you could still get suspended for NFL games. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. Um, Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I want to say one final thing. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the podcast. If you do, like, subscribe, share once again. Because you already should be doing it, especially if you're listening all the way through. Uh, me and Robbie will most likely have an episode out on Sunday or Monday. And, yeah, we'll be talking about transportal stuff, all that good stuff, Coach Carousel. As you can tell, I'm losing my focus if you can't tell by my eyes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, just wanted to crank an episode out. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh leaving uh, really matters because um, it's significant, especially if it leads to more dominoes falling. I don't think it will. I think they'll keep Sharon. And, yeah, who will replace Michigan and OC? That's a good question. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening.